You're welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Alright, I just want to share briefly. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you for the entrance of your word. I thank you that while I yet speak, your spirit will fall on all them that hear the word. No sick person will live here the same way they came. No troubled heart will live here the same way they came. No tormented soul will live here the same way they came. Everywhere the sound of my voice can reach, let the power of the Almighty be represented in full expression in the name of Jesus Christ. And let people say loud, Amen. All right, I just want to share briefly with you uh, my mandate here today is actually just to push you into 2021 with a force that is unstoppable. Hallelujah. You know, there's a way someone will stand and they push you, you will move and stop. But there's a way they will push you, you will cover. You know, the distance you will go before you stop is determined by the force that hits you. The force of God's word that is coming to your spirit today you will keep going until the year comes to an end. Amen. It will carry you from 1st of January to 31st of December. Amen. <laughs> I, say should, I say it will carry you from 1st of January to 31st of December. Amen. The force with which the word will hit your spirit. Most of the time, it's not always what the man of God is saying as much as it is what the man that is listening is hearing. God can speak and someone didn't hear. Paul, known as Saul, was on his way. And then he was with others. But when God spoke, he was the only one that heard. Amen. Amen. Today, you'll be the only one that will hear. Amen. <laughs> you will be the only one that will hear. Amen. And you will go with your own word. In the mighty name of Jesus. My opening scripture will be John chapter 14 from verse 16 to 18. I'd had a struggle, you know. Days back, weeks back, I would have loved to teach. I'd learned today. But the teach wasn't coming out. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> All right, so I was like, okay, I'll just go with what the Spirit of God wants me to do. So let's read this now. Um, it says, and I, Jesus was the one speaking, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. 
Verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Hallelujah. You know, it's important to recognize that the Bible said that the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Amen. Can the ushers attend to all the, the, the noise within, please? The gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Irrevocable. The message translation puts it slightly differently. Let's look at the message translation, Romans eleven twenty nine is what I was quoting. In Romans eleven twenty nine, the, the, the MSG, message translation, it says God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty. Never canceled, never rescinded. Amen. When you hear the word God, I want you to recognize something. God the Father gave his best gift to the world. And the Father's gift to the world is Jesus Christ. Amen. Are we together? At least you know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So, God's best gift to humanity is his son. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Now, after the world receives Jesus Christ, they become believers. Is that not so? Now, God's program is that that Jesus that you received When you receive Jesus Christ as a believer, Jesus has his own gift for you. Amen. Did you hear me? And the best gift of Jesus Christ to the believer is the Holy Spirit and the fivefold ministries. Amen. Are you listening to me? The Holy Spirit. For emphasis, I just want to focus on that gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. When I say the gift of the Holy Spirit, I know how you're thinking, so I'll help you out. I'll start again. The Father's gift to the world is Jesus Christ. The gift of Jesus Christ to the believer is the Holy Spirit. Now, after you receive the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, what happens? The Holy Spirit has his own gifts for you. Amen. At least you know the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of prophecy. Amen. So at every level, there is something for you. Gifting is God's pleasure. Hallelujah. And I want to announce to you that in 2021, you will be enjoying God's gifts. So Jesus in the scripture we just read, said, I will pray. You know, if anybody didn't believe in the Godhead as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, at least that John 14, 16, put it up. He says, and I, who is I there? Jesus will pray who? The Father. That means that who I'm praying to is the Father. And then what will he do? He shall give you He's talking about a third person, another comforter, not me, another comforter, 
Now, the, the beauty of this is that this comforter is going to give to you. The difference between this comforter that is coming to you and how he's coming to you and every other thing God has ever given to man is that this one will abide with you forever. You didn't hear me well. Listen to me. You know, you know most of the time we read the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was in the Old Testament. You know, listen, the Holy Spirit was in the Old Testament as is in the New the Holy Spirit, the, the devil was in the Old Testament as he is in the New. Are we together? Good. But the difference is that in the Old Testament, nobody had that blessing of the Spirit abiding with them forever. Why will Moses pray and say, Lord, if you won't go with me, don't take me from here. That means there are times God doesn't go with him. Wow. Oh, listen to me. The, I just said, that was the prayer. He said, if you won't go with me, don't take me from here. Why would David pray? <laughs> Take not your Holy Spirit from me. I know some of you still pray that prayer. Amen. Well, how does the song start again? Um, re- I don't even hear what you're saying. <laughs> Renewing renew me. Creating me. <laughs> a clean heart. That was a prayer of the psalmist. Creating me a clean heart, O Lord. Renew a right spirit within me. Then at the end he said, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Now that prayer, Jesus came to die and was raised again. And that prayer has been answered. So that the day a man gets born again, a new, a clean, God has created in him what? A clean heart. He said a new heart and a new spirit will I give you. And I will take out the stony heart of flesh. Um, stony heart and give you the heart of flesh. That means that when you got born again, that prayer was fulfilled. Amen. Amen. And the prayer is that he will not take the Holy Spirit from you. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Alright. The Bible says in Christ Jesus, everything, all the promises are yea and amen. So it has been fulfilled. Say that has been fulfilled. So now you now understand what Jesus was talking about in John 14, 16. He said, I will pray the Father and he will send you or give you another comforter. He will abide with you forever. Now, the Old Testament guys didn't know much about that. It's the psalmist that once in a while will come up with Psalm 23. And then he say, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. He, he's thinking about him dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Now the Bible says, no, the Holy Ghost says he will dwell in you forever and ever. Amen. Lift your hand. Say in the name of Jesus. I am a partaker of the one that abides forever. Listen, forever means regardless of the circumstance. Now, forever is not just, don't think of forever just as in time. That means next year, the year after. No. Forever also means that whether you are down or up, he will be with you. The language used there is very strong. It said, abide. Abide. Glory to God. And in 2021, may you enjoy the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. You see, if you take advantage of the gift of the Holy Spirit, when I say the gift, the person, Holy Spirit is a gift to you. Hallelujah. He is the gift of Jesus Christ to you. Hallelujah. You will never lose in 2021. Because the Holy Spirit is a winning spirit. Amen. Thank you, 
He has all the winning codes. Amen. <laughs> Are we together? So, he has come to abide with you forever. So, in January, he will be with you. Through to April, he will be with you. Amen. Down to August, he will be with you. Amen. In December, he will be with you. He will abide with you forever. Amen. Verse, go, go back there. John 14. Let's keep reading. Then in verse 17, he said something. Hmm. He said, even the spirit of truth. Some translators say, that is the spirit of truth. That's his trying to talk about who he's talking about. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now the first thing I want you to recognize there is that there's a revelation John the beloved had about the Holy Spirit. That was really unique. John the beloved was the only one that referred to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. So he encountered him. As the spirit of truth. My prayer is that in 2021, you will function with the Holy Ghost as the spirit of truth. No other apostle referred to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. Not that they disproved him. No, 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 no. It's just that that's the understanding he had. He said, the spirit of truth. Whom the world does. He's, He's the spirit of truth that the world cannot receive. Because the world does not like truth. Amen. Am I communicating? He said, whom the world cannot receive. That means it takes being a believer to receive the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. I'll come back here. But let's just go further. I'll just show you portions in scripture where John referred to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. And in it, he was explaining to us the traits of that manifestation. Now, anytime the Holy Spirit is called a particular name, it's the same person of the Holy Spirit, but that's the, the dimension, that's the, that's the operation of the Spirit that was, pre, that was more, more pronounced in that encounter the individual had with the Holy Ghost. Are you listening to me? So, it was called the Spirit of Truth. John 15, 26. Amen. In John 15, 26, we see the same expression. Again, it says, but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father. I'll read 26 and 27. So follow me. Whom I will send unto you from the Father. Even what? The spirit of truth. Which proceeded from the Father. Hallelujah. What will he do? He shall testify of me. Amen. He shall testify of me. Now, from the scriptures I've read, I'm going to read another one. I just want to show you something. In John 14 that I read earlier, he said, this spirit of truth, one way you identify him is that the world cannot receive him. That means everybody doesn't have him. Amen. Amen. The world cannot receive him. The world cannot receive him. That means the spirit of truth is unique to the believer. In 2021, it will be obvious that the spirit of truth is at work in you. You know, let me explain it this way. One way I want to explain it to you is this. In one dimension, he's talking about how the spirit that enforces the truth of God in your life. That means that in your life, if health is the truth of God, his job is to enforce that truth in your life. Am I communicating? 
You see, when it says the spirit of truth, you know there is what the Bible calls the word of truth. He is the one that enforces that word of truth in your life, in your space. The word cannot receive him. The word cannot have the truth enforced in the environment. The whole world light and wickedness. Jesus said to them, say you are of the father, you are of your father the devil. He's a liar. On another way, the spirit of truth is the one that makes real what God has done in your life. Putting it better, he makes the spirit realm real to you. We live in a physical world where we walk and function with our senses. But the Holy Spirit, as the spirit of truth, makes what God had said real to you. You see someone say, I know that in February, I will be in the million flow. Say, how do you know that? I just know. What made that real to you? That you'll be in a service and the, a word is spoken. You say amen. You stand up. Because of that, you go and start asking for the price of a land. Who made that real to you? The spirit of truth. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. That in 2021, you'll be guided by the spirit of truth. Amen. Now, that's the revelation John had about, about the Holy Spirit. I read also John 15, 26. He said, this spirit of truth, he proceeds from the Father. He didn't come from any other place. He proceeds from the Father. And I love the next thing. He said, he shall testify. The spirit of truth testifies of Christ. Amen. He testifies of what Christ has done in your life. Amen. He testifies of Christ. John 16, verse 13. Okay, let me, let me, let me just read 27 before I go to John 16, 13. Let me read 27. I said, and ye also shall bear witness. That means that because of the spirit of truth testifying of Jesus, your life now becomes a witness. Hallelujah. No, you didn't get that part. And you also shall bear witness. That means that everything that Jesus said or died for, you are a witness that it is true. Now this witness is not just someone say, I agree. No, it's not I agree. You are the evidence. Amen. Amen. You are the evidence of victory. You are the evidence of divine health. You are the evidence of prosperity. You are the evidence of signs, wonders, and miracles. And you also shall bear witness. In John 16, verse 13, see, talking about the spirit of truth. He said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come. And he has come. <laughs> Say he has come. He, has come. he said he will guide you into all truths. I've thought on this before. Let me leave it. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Then he said, this spirit of truth will show you things to come. I think it was Jonah the prophet that said, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. That means that what happens around you from time to time is that Satan will make you to start focusing on lying vanities. Are you listening to me? 
lying vanities. Oh, there is a second wave of the pandemic. Don't observe that lying vanity. The moment you forsake it, you forsake. You make me sorry. The moment you observe it, you forsake your own mercy. What the Spirit of Truth does, He will show you things to come. Are you listening to me? It's not. He will show you things to come. In it, you will see your victory in the things to come. You will not observe lying vanities. In 2021, you will not observe lying vanities. Uh, The thing on my body is increasing. It's increasing. Stop looking at what's increasing. Let the word of God increase in your hearts. Let the spirit of truth guide you into all truths. Satan will lure you into lies and falsehood. He will lure you into falsehood. But if you follow the Holy Ghost, he will guide you into all truths. May you enjoy the guidance of the spirit of truth. (laughs) Now, let me go back his way. You know, something remarkable, um, if you just want to follow that scripture, 1 John 4, 6. Amen. He also talked about the spirit of truth. Amen. All right, I won't read it, but for sake of time. But let me just say this to you. John had a revelation of the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. The one that will keep you on the paths that God has ordained for you. You won't veer out to error. Hallelujah. (laughs) He said, but you have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. That anointing which you have received of him that abides in you. So you know all things. In 2021, you'll be guided by the spirit of truth. And it will guide you into all truth. The truth you didn't know in 2020, you will be guided into it in 2021. Some of you, the level of truth, truth is in dimensional levels of depths of truth. Amen. Go back to John 14. In verse 17, I don't know if I will have the time to do this. 17, please. He said, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. He said, you know him. Now, he's talking to people. I'm sure that while he was talking to them, they didn't think that they knew him. He said, no, but you know him. That can happen. Maybe I say, oh, um, um, John came here, John, John, John L. came here today, and uh, he asked about you. You say, who is John L.? I say, no, you know him. I don't think I know that name. So, okay, maybe you don't know his name. That guy, I started this guy, so, oh, is he that one? I know him. That's what he was doing to them. He said, you know him. Maybe because I called him Spirit of Truth, did you know who I was talking about? But you know him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You, say, I know him. I know him. Say, say, I know him. If you're born again, you know him. Then he said, he said, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. Now, he was speaking to them. At the time he was speaking, he said, he dwelleth with you. 
and shall, it has not yet happened, shall be in you. In essence, he was talking about the fact that what they enjoyed at that time was that the Spirit of God was with them. Now, you know, there are several scriptures in the Old Testament that show us that the Holy Spirit was with people. Now, I don't know if I should go into this, but the difference between the New Testament and the Old is that in the New Testament, the Spirit of God is not just entering into our bodies. He comes to reside. Amen. Are we together? He comes to reside. There's a resident spirit in you. He's called the Holy Spirit. But how does that happen? Hmm. I know that a lot of us have theological complications in our minds about the ministry of the Spirit in salvation and the ministry of the Spirit in the infilling of the Spirit. They can happen at the same time, but they are not the same experience. Amen? Are we together? You know, most of the time, you read about John the Baptist. I want to look for trouble, actually, what I want to say now. You read about John the Baptist saying, I baptize you with water. But there's one mightier than I. When he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John the Baptist was not talking about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. He was talking about salvation. Amen. And it's because of the way we've translated it that a lot of people are confused. Maybe we should look at a few of scriptures. We'll look at Matthew's account. We'll look at Mark's account. We'll look at Luke's account. Maybe if we have time, we'll look at John's account. Amen. Matthew chapter 3. Um, start at a good place. I think 11 or thereabouts. Then we'll look at Mark 1, 18 or thereabouts. Let me just show you something. Should I go into this? All right. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, what will he do? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Somebody will bite me today. But if you listen, you'll be delivered. So some will say, you say we baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So the Holy Ghost and with fire. Eh? Follow me. Let's read all of them. Mark 1 verse 8. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he, Jesus, shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He didn't say anything about fire here, right? 
Luke 3, 16. I didn't intend to talk about this, so it's not in my... But let's just... He said, John answered, saying unto them... I'm telling you what Mark said, what Mark, Mark you said, and what Luke said. John answered and saying unto them all... Unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I, Comet, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Many people try to trans- explain it different ways, but it's always good to read the scriptures in context. All right? So let's go back to Matthew 3 and let's start from a good place. I'll read 16, 17. Was it 16 we read? Or 11? 11, sorry. 11, 12. Hallelujah. So now, follow this story. If you see the last, after fire, you see fire? After fire, is there a colon? Yeah? Meaning he has not finished what he was talking about. If you stop here, you will miss the point. Are we together? After fire, there's a colon. Meaning he was still saying something. Flip to... Luke 3, 16. We'll come back here, please. Did you see fire again? Is there a colon after that? What does that mean? There's more he's talking about. So let's go back to Matthew now and see what he actually was talking about. Amen. I'm not teaching, I'm exhorting. He said... I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Verse 12. He now said, whose fan is in his hand? He will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his width into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Do you see fire again? Okay. Go to Luke chapter 3. Amen. We'll read, you see, we read 16, right? Let's read 17. Then in 17 again, it says, Whose fan is in his hand? And he will thoroughly purge his floor. And will gather the wheat into his garner. But the chaff will he burn with fire unquenchable. Did you see that? Now, this, go back to Mark 1 verse 8. Mark didn't talk about this. That's why Mark said, I indeed have baptized you with water and shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He didn't use fire. Look at verse 9. And it came to pass in those, they said talking about something else. Meaning that everywhere they talked about what was going to happen entirely, they used and with fire. The fire is talking about is not the power of God. It's judgment. Amen. He explained it in the next verse, which we just read. Mark, sorry, Matthew 3, verse 12. And so let me explain what he means. This Jesus that is going to immerse you in the Holy Ghost or baptize you with the Holy Ghost. If you reject that baptism of the Holy Ghost that he's bringing, he will still be the one to baptize you in fire. That's what he's saying in verse 12. His fan is in his hand. He will thoroughly purge his floor and gather. There's wheat and chaff. Everybody say wheat and chaff. Say wheat and chaff. The wheat is the useful part. The chaff is the one to throw away. And that chaff will be baptized in fire. Are you hearing me? 
That's the story. Now, John was talking about salvation. The person that spoke about the Holy Spirit was Jesus Christ in John 7, 37 to 39. He said, on that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man test, let him come unto me and drink. Out of his belly, as the scripture has said, shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Holy Spirit, which was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. It was Jesus that spoke about that second experience called the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, we call it salvation. But all the times you saw in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you saw the word baptism. It was salvation the scripture was talking about. When the Holy Ghost... (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, the only times in the scripture in Acts that the word baptism was used, it explained that the people got born again and filled the Holy Ghost at the same time. Amen. 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 That's why here in this church, we say, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? We don't say, are you baptized with the Holy Ghost? It's not a mistake. It's understanding. Amen. 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 If you don't understand it, leave them. Amen. But get to where I'm going to. In 1 Corinthians, there are two things the Spirit of God came to do. Number one is to make our bodies the temple of the Holy Spirit. Then to come and dwell in it. Are you with me? That's what the Bible calls it, the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Are we together? So our bodies had to be made the temple of the Holy Ghost. So the Spirit of God comes to live in us. In 2021, I want you to live with the consciousness of the Spirit of God living in you. The experience of receiving the Holy Spirit is a must. It's not an option. And the scripture clearly explains that there is a difference between salvation and receiving the Holy Spirit. In the upper room, what were they waiting for? They were waiting for salvation and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And they had it at once. Amen. Did you get that? They were all in one accord in one place. And there came a sound from heaven like the sound of a mighty rushing wind. The Bible said, and filled the house. (laughs) How did God baptize them in the spirit? He flooded the room with the Holy Spirit. There are two ways that you can soak something in water. You can put the water first and put it inside. You can keep the thing there and pull water until it covers it. Are you understanding me? So God chose the other one. They were already in the place and God filled the place. Are you listening to me? Amen. So they got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time. Now, it was the same experience that happened in Acts when Peter went to the house of Cornelius. While he was speaking, they got saved and filled the Holy Ghost at the same time. Are you with me? The same thing that happened to them. 
Should I show you a scripture? Acts 11. Let me just show you. I think verse 15 or thereabout. Let me just show you something. I'm just helping someone's mind. Amen. People are looking at me somehow. Oh, glory to God. I, I, I didn't have to go there. Um, this is the correct verse, but this is Peter recounting the experience. Okay? So go up a bit so you understand. He's telling the story of what happened in the house of Cornelius. Maybe from 13 or 14. And the spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting, when the men came. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. That's the house of Cornelius. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house. You will see angels in your household. Now, I know this is not part of the team, but listen, in 2021, see, when you embrace the ministry of the Holy Spirit, manifestations will be consistent. See, the shortest cut to manifestation is to embrace the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose son name is Peter. Did you see that? Who, who shall tell thee words whereby you and all your house shall be saved? Now, you know, as you're gathered here, I will tell you words by which you and your house will be healed. You and your house will be made whole. He said, who shall, this man will tell you words whereby you and all your house shall be saved. Have they not been hearing words before? No, no. These words this man carry, it will bring something to you. Look at what he now said. This is Peter's account. Read it with me. Want to go? If I catch you sleeping, I will pause 2021. Amen. <laughs> You'll be in 2020 like this. Amen. Verse 15. Read with me. Want to go? And as I began to speak, what happened? The Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Did you get that? What he's trying to say is that what happened in the upper room is the same thing that happened here. Now, this thing didn't happen all the time. So when it happened again, he had to recognize it. They got born again and filled the Holy Ghost at the same time. Lift your hands. Say, fill me with your spirit, Lord. Say it again. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Now, there's an initial infilling and there is continuous infillings. In 2021, stay full of the Spirit. Hi. Okay, I told you the revelation John had. John had the revelation of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth. But there's something Paul understood. He understood him as the Spirit of grace. I pray that in 2021, you will recognize the Holy Ghost as the spirit of grace. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29, quickly now, Hebrews 10 29, we see something there. There's something about that encounter with him as the spirit of grace. He said of how much sorrow punishment, suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who are trodden underfoot 
the son of God and had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and had done despite and I would say insulted the spirit of grace. Here is the Holy Spirit he's talking about but he referred to him as the spirit of grace. What does it mean when the Holy Ghost is revealed to you as the spirit of grace? It means you see the sacrifice of Jesus. How do we know that? Zechariah 12. Amen. Verse 10. Amen. That's where that word came from. In Zechariah 12 verse 10. Put up Zechariah 12 verse 10, I believe. I will read it quickly. Zechariah 12 10. Why the delay? Okay. It says there, and I'll pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of what? This is a prophetic, futuristic talk then. The spirit of grace, somewhere you say the spirit of grace and prayer. And now when the spirit of grace is upon someone, let me tell you what happens to them. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced. That means that when the spirit of grace is upon you, you will look at the cross. You will look at his finished work. Amen. They will look upon me whom they have pierced. They will look upon him, me whom they've pierced. You know, when someone functions with the Holy Spirit that way, he is living conscious of the sacrifice of Jesus. Uh, get my words now. The sacrifice of Jesus. In that sacrifice, your sins were forgiven. Amen. Amen. In 2021, recognize that your sins have been forgiven. That everything he died for is yours. Himself took your infirmities. And bore your sicknesses on his body on the tree. In the same way your sins were forgiven, your sickness and your disease was healed. So, the spirit of grace makes you see the validity of that sacrifice. And it makes you conscious. It makes you, see, when someone has not embraced grace, they always want to try it by themselves. They always want to go out of their way to make it happen. But when someone has embraced the grace of God, he recognizes that there is enablement to do what God wants him to do. Grace didn't only liberate you, it also enabled you to, to function as God wants you to function. you find that no other person spoke about him as the spirit of grace. I believe Paul wrote Hebrews. And then all over the epistles, he taught us that. But that same Holy Spirit, Peter saw him differently. Amen. When Peter talked about the Holy Spirit, go with me to 1 Peter 4 verse 14. Read with me. Want to go? 
If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and of God rested upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. Peter called him the spirit of glory. Amen. The spirit of glory rests upon us to glorify God. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Now, when you hear the glory of God, I'm talking about the spirit of glory. He's talking about resurrection. Grace is talking about the sacrifice, death. Are you understanding me? But when you hear glory, it's talking about resurrection. Put up the scripture there. It means that it is that spirit of glory that rests upon you, that makes you go through persecution and you shine better. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? In 2021, there will be persecution, but the spirit of glory will rest upon you. In essence, instead of shame, you will have double honor. Are you listening to me? So the spirit of glory and of God rests upon me. Especially if you are reproached for the name of Christ. Anytime they laugh at you because you preach the gospel, the spirit of glory rests upon you. You shine more. Now, I believe that that was what came upon Stephen when he was stoned. Amen. Are we together? In, 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 in Acts chapter 6, we saw Stephen being stoned. I'll just look for two of the verses. In Acts 6, we see Peter, um, him being stoned. Look at verse 15 of Acts 6, and then look at Acts 7.55. Acts 6.15. And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, that Stephen, saw his face as it had been what? The face of an angel. Listen to me. When you are persecuted, you will shine more. In 2021, when persecutions come, know that it's time to shine. Amen. Not, listen, it's time to what? To shine. Put up 755, Acts 755. But he, that's Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven. And what did he see? And saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. My prayer for you is that you will function with this gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will be manifested to you as the spirit of truth. You will embrace him as the spirit of grace. And you will function with him as the spirit of glory. Hallelujah. You know, it is that spirit of glory that makes that in your Christian life, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Now, let me explain just one more and then we'll wrap up here. When Adam was in the garden, The Bible said, when he ate of the fruit, he now knew he was naked. Shame started when he, knew, when he ate of the fruit. Is that not so? And then in Romans, it told us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory. Am I communicating? So, it means that they come short of the glory. Adam was now short of that glory. That meant that he become, became ashamed. He started looking for physical um, um, things to cover his nakedness. You will not cover your nakedness in 2021. Amen. You will not see your nakedness Amen. in 2021. No, some of you are not catching it. The glory of the Lord will cover your failures. It will cover your limitations. It will cover your shortcomings. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God.
clothed in glory. He said, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, he said, the spirit of glory and of God rest on you. It means that in every persecution, there is promotion. There will be persecution, but great promotion will come out of it. See, 2021 will be characterized by three things for us as believers. Three things. Number one, soul winning. Soul winning. Everybody say soul winning. winning. Say it again, soul winning. winning. 2021, you you will win souls. You will win souls. You will win souls. You will, you will look for souls. You enter, say, is there any other soul left here? You will win, we will win souls. Number one, soul winning. Number two in 2021, giving. Everybody say giving. Giving. Sons of consolation. Generosity on another level. Hallelujah. Are we together? Givings. There will be, you will compete with your past in your giving. And number three, prayer. Let me take it again. 2021 will be characterized for us as believers with number one, soul winning. Number two, giving. Number three, prayer. If they don't, if they're looking for you, where they will meet you, you are winning souls. If they came to where you are winning souls, they didn't see you, you are giving. If they came to where you are giving, they didn't see you, you are praying. Oh, you didn't hear me well. Say so winning, giving, and prayer. So winning, giving, and prayer. You know, some of you are believers that have businesses. There are five things. That your business must achieve. If not, there's no need to be in business. Amen. So if your business is not achieving those five things, please shut it down in the name of the Lord Jesus. Number one, if you are a believer, your business must solve a problem. Everybody say solve a problem. Your business must solve a problem. What I mean is meeting a need, it must solve a problem. So what, what problem is my business solving? What problem is my business solving? So if you are starting a business in 2021, you ask yourself, what problem is my business solving? I believe that this is one way to be able to validate a business. That means that heaven should sponsor that business. Number two, my business must create wealth for others. Amen. If you're able to give someone a job, that's creating wealth for others. My business must create wealth for others. Not just for me, for others. Are other people empowered by that business? There's people are just looking at me. If you start a business and it's not achieving this, please join somebody that is own is doing this. Number three, your business must give you time to freely worship and serve the Lord. I believe it was during, when, um, during the uh, making of 2021, I, I made a statement, and I, I know those of you that are not in the members group might not have heard the uh, statement, so I'll say it here. 
the scripture teaches multiple streams of income. Not no stress for income. Did you hear me? The scripture teaches what? Multiple streams of income. Not what? Multiple stress for income. You walk in the secretariat. You say Gary in the night. <laughs> you are an electrician in the afternoon. You are saying recharge card with your phone. Since you started that business, you have not done your quiet time. You cannot attend your service in your church. You can't even have time to pray. That is a trap. It's not an open door. Amen. So did you hear what I said about business? If you're a believer, your business, well, number one, I said what? Must what? Must solve a problem. Number two, it must create wealth for others. Number three, it must give you time to worship and serve. Do you know why God was fighting to release the children of Israel from Egypt? So that they would worship him. So, if your job or your business is not allowing you to worship the Lord and serve the Lord, that is an idol. It's the same thing as someone carry coke and put on a stick and be bowing down to it. Amen. It's the same thing. Praise the Lord. My little children, keep away from idols. <laughs> Scripture said. Number four, your business must be profitable. Say, so, you know, we're just doing it. It's not for money, we're just doing it. We're just doing it. Not that, it must be profitable. If not, don't enter. It's just to keep body and soul together. <laughs> just to keep body and soul. You got to, your, body, your body and soul is breaking apart. It's not being kept together. Amen. It must be profitable. Jesus gave them one talent, two talent, five talent, and he came back for profit. The one that didn't make profit, he was angry with him. The master was angry with him. So, you still want to do business? What's the first thing I told you? What's, it was the second thing. It was the third thing. Number four, it must be profitable. Number five, the business must allow you practice generosity. You should be able to give because of the business. The business must Practice generosity. It must practice generosity. You sell uh, rice and stew in a restaurant. You own a restaurant. Anytime they come, <laughs> I, I've been there. I had this restaurant I used to go to in my first year in school. So I went there and the lady asked me my name. I told her. Then she said, you're from social place. I said, yes. She spoke language. Oh, I was happy. So I started coming there to eat. See so far. The first day I came, she dished rice and stew. There's a place I used to go to. Then, when I sat down, you know how we used to eat in those days, students? You mix. Some of the people that live in the U.S. might not know what I'm talking about. But the stew, and the, they put the stew uh, um, on the rice, 
you know, and then we mix it. Then it has to be even. You understand that? But after mixing it, it will just look like a major part of the rice is still white, but the stew is finished. So I stand up again and go to the lady and say, um, let me just have some extra stew. She will dip the spoon in the, this thing. You know, the spoon is supposed to come like this. But she will dip it like this and touch the plates. <laughs> you know that kind of thing where the way she dipped the spoon, I'll say, okay, when I sit down, I mix it. It didn't look like anything joined it. By the time I went there two times, three times, I advised myself. It's like she planned to go back with the stew. <laughs> there are some believers that their restaurant is like that too. They came to sell, but they plan to go back with the meat. <laughs> Stingy. You went back. You know that if you sell it tomorrow, it will be stale. You won't still give it up. Your neighbors, all of them around you are hungry. Cannot just say, come, come, come. Eat, 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 eat. You know, you will ask them, who wants to buy rice? Who wants to buy soup? 12 midnight. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you're still trying to, to do damage control. <laughs> no, if you are in business, it, you must be able to practice generosity. Are you listening to me? If you sell clothes once in a while, you should be able to clothe somebody. If you sell cars, once in a while, you say, Pastor, come and collect one car. Start with me, always. If you are selling keke, don't give me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? You're a booking agent. You book flights every day. There's no day you have booked a free person. Say, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll cover that one. He said, you know, it's a struggling business. It's a struggling business. It's a struggling business. Shout amen, somebody. Amen. Say, I hear, I hear, I hear. Now, are you ready with your vision board? Now, we're going to speak over your vision board. Your vision board is the pictorial representation of what 2021 will be for you. Glory to God. The spirit of God is a quickening spirit. It means he gives life to things that might be animate, inanimate things. He gives life to it. Amen. He animates it. Glory to God. Those pictures will come alive. I said those pictures will come alive. I said those pictures will come alive. Maybe I will do that last. The prophet said by this time tomorrow. It's the time it happens that is the tomorrow. Pray in tongues for a minute. Pray in tongues for a minute. Pray in tongues for a minute. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 25. You can stand on your feet. Let's read it together. Read it with me. Want to go? For he, Jesus, must reign till he had put 
all enemies under his feet. That means he won't stop reigning until all enemies, all enemies are put under his feet. If you look around, the enemies are not finished. He means he has to continue reigning. The Lord had said to this house, 2021 is your year to reign. It's your year to reign. It's your year to reign. It's your year to reign. Celebrate that word in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen. Reigning is how believers exercise the lordship of Christ in their domain. You will exercise the lordship of Christ in your domain. In 2021, you will reign over sickness. You will reign over disease. You will reign over poverty. You will reign over lack. You will reign over over defeats. You will reign over failure. You will reign over Satan and demonic spirits. In 2021, you will function from on top. He has made us kings and priests unto our God. Glory to God. Listen. I don't know what is happening in your life. Whatever you've been subservient to, rise up in the name of the Lord Jesus. And take your place as the one that is the Lord in that space. Are you with me? Now, Shout, it's my year to reign. Welcome to 2021. Glory. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. For listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith to faith online.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of big.